wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. This is Fuad Kassab and with me <laughs> is in, a woman sitting in her car somewhere in far north Queensland. Uh, <laughs> East. 15 minutes to organize the audio for this conversation. Hey, it was like five. Ah, 12. Jojo. <laughs> Jojo, Jojo, as I'm calling you these days. I'm calling Joe. I'm not Jojo. really sure why you're calling me that. Because you're like you're a martial artist at your uh, craft. Uh, I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> you're a famed assassin, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I uh, <laughs> love it. <laughs> you're very strange for you really are strange okay for all of you who do not know who we are and you've just come to listen to this podcast and you've never heard any of our other podcasts please forgive us for our craziness in our intros but like this is our chance to catch up <laughs> yeah that's right and also every time joe and i catch up it's like we're meeting each other for the first time and we're getting really acquainted <laughs> would you really say that kind of thing to someone you met for the first time yeah that's completely <laughs> what i would say Dojo Jojo. I've seen you. I've seen you meet people for the first time, and you pretty much do. That's right. That's right. True. I, I been? I've been amazing. I just came back from a bushwalk in like to this amazing hidden sanctuary in the Blue Mountains, of which I will speak. No location of which of. I was going to say because otherwise it won't be a hidden location anymore. I'm not going to tell anyone, but I tell you what, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, like, it's a hard walk. I love that walk. And then you get down to the bottom and there's this incredible pool. And it's a pristine wilderness with lots of uh, opportunities for picking up, up rubbish, which we did. Oh, bag worth really that pristine then? Yeah. Well, it's just people are just disgusting. Aren't they? Like, I don't understand it. A flat rugby ball, a pair of broken glasses, a cigarette butt, there was a pair of socks, a pair of underwear. <laughs> How did that guy leave, by the way, without, without knowing his, his missing underwear? I don't know. Um, I don't know. And, you know, like tissue paper and, uh, and um, wet wipes. I don't even want to think what we, oh, they were used oh. for. And, you know. Why are people so grotty? They're grotty. And, and I they just, go, especially they when you go to the beautiful wilderness place. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh. crazy. Yeah. And you know, oh, good on you for picking up some rubbish. There was like graffiti on one of the rocks. Like, you know, oh. just mm. please, please, people, please be respectful of this, you know, last few bits of nature that we have left. Don't destroy yeah. it. Already yes. destroyed so much. Mm. Mm. So, anyway, uh, we did. So, what did you do in your that. wilderness adventure? Well, Joe, you remember um, our last chat with Elise, our last podcast. She yes. mentioned the Wim Hof method, which I used to do back in the day. And, okay. Uh, so I kick-started again with my friend. Because Joe, I challenged Jojo. you. That's right. <laughs> Jojo, Jojo said, I challenge you to a... Wim a jewel. Yeah, jewel. And then we've been doing Wim Hof since Monday, which is... Is it Monday yeah. or Tuesday? Is this stuff for... Uh, no, Tuesday. It was probably Tuesday because I remember I woke up really lethargic and I just, 
like I got up, got the kids' lunches ready and sorted them out and then I went back to bed with my coffee because I was mm. so tired. And I was talking to you saying, I can't wake up. I need to get up. And I said, maybe I should do the Wim Hof thing and have a cold shower. And you're like, challenge. Or else ah, I didn't. There you go. One of said it. <laughs> and it's so been... I think we both said it at the same time, actually. Yeah. And so that's what we did. And it's been amazing, hasn't it? I know. And my hair has never looked better, for one thing. Oh, amazing. I know. I, I noticed in the video. Thank you. Thank you. So Thank shiny. You. Ah, thank you for saying it. <laughs> and same to you. Like you look you look Uh-oh. <laughs> don't don't mention my hair. <laughs> you look it looks great. If you guys haven't seen Joe did a video just uh earlier today. Was it? When did you do this? This morning, yeah. Uh, it looks beautiful. I didn't actually see the one that you did about the broth, but did you oh. have your hair in that one too? Oh, I guess I did because it's on my head. My yes. head was in the video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did I have my yeah. hair in the well, I, my hair isn't in every video I do. <laughs> no, um, that's yeah. so, so anyway, back to oh, the thank you. Wim Hof. All right, shall I quickly yes. describe what it is? You should. Crazy man, Wim Hof. He's not crazy, very intelligent and very cool guy. Um, his method became very, very popular a few years ago. Um, what he does is a series of um, breath exercises pretty much hyperventilating, hyperoxygenating your uh, blood. And um, you do that by breathing like, <gasps> like that. As you breathe in as much as you can and then 70% out. And you do that around 30 to 40 times. Then you hold your breath for as long as you can. And then you do the exercise again. And you do the exercise all up around four times. And then you Which jump I haven't done that hour. much yet. No. Joe's only been doing one set of breath. She goes, and that's it. She goes in. No, no, no. I did like over 30 breaths, but I didn't realize you were supposed to repeat it. But it, it worked for me. Yeah, it would have worked. Mind you, I haven't. Anyway, I won't steal your thunder. Keep going. No, no, that's right. But like, the, the idea is, um, you know, it makes you somehow more cold tolerant. And it actually does. It does do that. And it does do that day after day. There's a cold adaptation that happens within the body that becomes really, really okay with jumping in cold water. It starts improving. Like uh, You would have otherwise got into hypothermia if you did some of the stuff that these people do, but the body just gets adapted to the cold very, very easily through the breath work and the cold exposure. And what it's supposed to do is upregulate your immune system and improve, improve all sorts of things like inflammation in the body. And um, it has been working like that for me as well. Well, the thing that Elise was talking about was lowering your stress levels as well. And um, yes. what did you say about that? I can't remember exactly. But we both found it really did affect our mood, didn't we? Well, here's what. Like, I'll tell you what. I don't have okay. any mood problems or any stress problems. But Joe does. Sometimes you have mood problems. And then Joe get- has better. Like when she, Now so- Joe's stress has improved. I <laughs> That's like, I don't know if it's working for me, but it's just dope. (laughs) (laughs) Ask your family if you ever have mood problems. I have mood problems, just like anyone else, Joe. (laughs) Like anyone else, I have mood problems and like I I get fluctuations. And some some days I just don't feel like doing anything, just want to go out and just lay in the sun and don't want to talk to anyone. I do that quite often as well. He says, stop messaging me. I do. I say that because yeah. she messages a lot sometimes. 
And I hate saying it because you're an amazing human being, but sometimes I need time off. And maybe with the Wim Hof method, <laughs> I can say it with less anxious energy now. Yeah, maybe so. No, but honestly, Joe's been like way more relaxed. For instance, today Joe had a very stressful situation, potentially could have been very stress-inducing, but yes. she handled it super, super well. And Did and then I, yeah, I did. And I, I was um, driving my daughter, picking up my daughter from work, mm-hmm. and she was supposed to be driving, practicing driving, because yeah. she's got her test in, and she forgot her wallet. And her work is like mm-hmm. half an hour away from home, and we had to get to, the, to her appointment. And I was like, oh, but I didn't freak out. And I just went, okay, well, you've forgotten your wallet. It's a good thing that I did Wim Hof this morning because I'm so chilled. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> She's yeah. just looking at me like, mom, you're so weird. Yeah, and you know, you should get all the kids on Wim Hof. I know, I was thinking that. Yeah. Definitely. And the husband, right? Well, the husband, you know, like he does what he does. Right. <laughs> I think he's going to roll his eyes at me if I tell him about yeah. this. I'll, I can try. He said, he'd probably say, I already hyperventilate just day on a daily <laughs> basis, Joe. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if he well, starts... Anyway, it's been, I've been honestly really um, energetic yes. today. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good. I don't know. It feels like if, like, you know, it uh, puts some kind of flux, some kind of... Uh, electrical energy in the body that's what it feels like to me like you know there's yeah, more energy right. available i don't know what it is but i went in go check out my facebook video go to facebook.com slash for ad kasab health and uh you'll be able to see the video of me jumping into this incredible pool oh yeah oh, did you put it on facebook it's up on facebook now okay because it's also instagram. your instagram igtv yes on igtv which yes, and really you should mention your Instagram name because it's changed. Yes, I'm on Fu Kasab now, F-O-O-K-A-S-A-B. I wanted Fuad Kasab, that was taken. I don't like having numbers or anything like that. And I thought, you know, I always struggle when I order coffee. They ask me, <laughs> what's your name? I say Fuad. And then they go, Fasud, Fuda, Fawdaw, Flawawmaw, Sadam. All sorts of stuff I get called, you know, like people... They immediately they freak out when they hear two syllables in a row that they've never really heard in that kind of sequence before. <laughs> so I thought maybe it's too much for people to say foo ad. So yep. I'm gonna call myself foo. Well, I always tell people just think of foo. It rhymes with food, and then they're okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they go foo, foo, foo. I don't know how much simpler I can. Maybe eventually it'll be what's your name? I'll be like, or I'll be ooh. Like if yeah. people still don't get it. But for now, it's foo. Okay. So, or foo-foo, which I prefer. Since yeah. you call it Gojo. I don't like foo-foo, please. It's a, it brings back trauma from childhood. <laughs> I had to actually specifically stand up to my family and say, when, you know, when I was 14 years old, I said, Stop calling me foo-foo. <laughs> my name isn't foo-foo. I'm not going to answer to it. If you say it, I'm not going to talk to you. It's kind of cute, though. Yeah. Okay, sorry. No more food. Show some respect to my 14-year-old self, please. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you can call me for It's fine. A lot of people. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Just so, It's an interesting story. Like, think, to think that back then I had sort of had to actually make that conscious decision. Mm. Anyway, we're talking too much. I jumped into that pool. It was freezing. I did three dips in it. 
um, I've only filmed one of them, but I went for a swim. Oh, you went three times. Three times. Well done. I know. I would have been uh, out there and had my towel wrapped around me. <laughs> well, I didn't have a wraparound towel. I had like a like a little hand towel, which I used. Ah. Yeah. Uh, wow. I st- stood in the sun, got a little bit of yeah. sun as I shivered. Yeah. Um, and but it was incredible to see the body being able to handle that kind of stuff. And then we did a, a hike back up, and that was yeah. yeah <laughs> that used up a lot of energy. Got yeah. home, felt really hungry, ate yum yum, and <laughs> made like cauliflower. Well, not cauliflower, veggie rice with steak. Oh, I had steak this afternoon too. Yeah, yeah. Late lunch. Well, I just have to mention one more thing about this Wim Hof method. Just beware because it made me really talkative and it sounds like it made Fua really talkative as well. <laughs> yeah, well, this morning she had done it. I hadn't done it. And she calls me up and she told me every single detail that you can possibly tell. Like the, the degree of the angle of the sun comes through the window as it, you know, Reflected <laughs> off the cheek of the left cheek of the the bird, oh, and, come on. and the thoughts that the bird was having. Like it was just, it was just it, like incredible detail. Just incredible. Like, there's a richness in Joe's perspective, like, which Thank is incredible. You. Really. Thank you. Um, so, um, but I, he said, "Can you please go away until I've done the Wim Hof thing and yeah. had a cold shower, and then I can talk to you." So, yeah. it, I had to do. I had to jump. Have you heard that story of the king where like everyone got poisoned from the well, like the water in the well, some sorcerer had put in water, something in the water to make people crazy. Um, um, and um, everyone went crazy. And the king's like, like, what do I do? You know? And eventually he had to drink the water. He had to drink the water because he couldn't do anything. He's like, you know, I'll just join him. If I can't fix this, I'll just, I'll be crazy. So I don't know. It's one of those fables I heard as a kid. And what I thought was, hey, man, I'm not going to be able to fix Joe. So I may as well be like her. So I just <laughs> did the whole thing, had my shower, and then bam. We had a fun day, Fufu. Oh, it's been great. Really See? good. Yeah. He doesn't even mind me calling him Fufu now. He's so ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We should talk about our podcast, shouldn't we? Yeah. Now yes. that it's so energetic, we could probably go and cook three terms worth of meals don't you reckon yeah i'm, I'm doing it as we speak <laughs> while podcasting yes but seriously how many of you saw the post on facebook that i shared of my friend beth who cooks three terms of meals at once on the school holidays she's a teacher and um you probably looked at it and went what in the world i could never do that um but yeah, so this podcast explains how she does it. And it's actually really doable. Well, I haven't told Lainey about this yet. Because, yeah. um, you know, I'm, we've just had Sarah's birthday and, you know, we've been up to our neck with cooking and all that kind of stuff. But I reckon we can do it too. We've got a freezer. Yeah, if you get a good size freezer. Um, so we talk about all that in the podcast, like the technical details of what, equipment she uses and how she does it all that kind of thing um some of the all we tried to answer all the questions what we could get through on facebook i think we pretty much covered everything but one thing that we forgot to mention was um reheating meals 
first of all, let me just say for those of you who are thinking, ew, gross, three months of frozen meals. Um, we had a good laugh about that because there was some hilarious comments on Facebook. I mean, some of them, not so much on our pages, more because this went on the news pages all over Australia. It was on taste.com. It was on um, the Daily Sun newspaper. It was up here in Cairns. It was everywhere. And um, we were reading the comments and Thankfully, Beck's the most happiest, sweetest person in the world and she didn't get offended or upset by some of the comments because some of them were quite rude. Um, but there were things like, um, oh, delicious frozen food every meal, good job, mum, using the microwave all the time and things like that. Which yeah. she, um, so we forgot to mention how to reheat frozen meals. So I want to just give you a really quick overview of that. Um, so she... She uses people uh, are just <laughs> shameful. People are I, shameful. Oh, oh, you've got to hear this one. There was this one comment that we laughed and laughed at. Um, this lady said something about how she wouldn't need to buy fuel for her car because she would run on um, what did she say? Something about all her energy would be run on her smugness and all this stuff. <laughs> it was just like, what? <laughs> if someone is panicking Absolutely. about your family over the you know being not being able to do it like you've got this whole thing where you've got like the kids are going to school and you're working and your partner's working and you need to feed everyone and it needs to be wholesome it needs to be healthy yes you don't want to get ready meals or buy stuff from a supermarket and you're mm -hmm. cooking it all from scratch yourself you're getting great ingredients putting it you know in in the freezer so you can de yes it. like well, how, how is that bad how is that yep. bad that bad um the thing is she doesn't as you'll hear in the podcast she doesn't freeze everything cooked and then thaw it out a lot of it is things like meat in marinades ready to go into the oven things like that and she always has fresh fruit and veggies with meals that she cooks on the day so you'll hear all that in the podcast but yeah there was there was a lot of crazy comments and so we we're back and forth sending messages about how we um, look forward to getting together for a cuppa and let's have a defrosted coffee. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, so Beck and I are going out um, this afternoon um, for yeah. a cuppa to, to um, you know, have a defrosted coffee together. And, um, are you sure you're yeah. going, or you're, you you do you need to go into the freezer first before you go? <laughs> <laughs> so that I'm defrosting, or what? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Maybe everything changes. Everything to be frozen. <laughs> anyway, I was trying to say about the energy of those people. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I'm trying to talk about um, defrosting the meals. Yeah. So she takes out um, a week's worth of meals in a in a container and puts it in the fridge to defrost, and it's defrosting throughout the week. But frozen things go straight in, like casseroles and things go straight into the oven. Meat that's cooked in the oven goes straight into the oven. It can go in frozen and just be cooked for longer. Meat that's um, cooked in the oven goes in the oven. Sorry, I mean like a casserole that is going to be cooked in the oven, okay, not so on the stove, yes, can yes. be put in frozen. It doesn't have to be... You don't need like, to defrost something before you put it in the oven. Put it in, that's what I'm trying to say. Right. So it'll take a couple more hours if it's really frozen. Um, so you've got to have the time. Um, but it, well, it can we be put done stuff, like that. Like we freeze meals, uh, you know, not as efficiently, but... We'll put it in the pot with a little bit of water, cover it, and yeah, bring I do. it to simmering. You know, like that. That's so it. if it's something that can be stirred on the stovetop, that's what I do. I just put yeah. it into the pot, a little bit of water, put the lid on, and yeah. just keep an eye on it, stir it now and then. 
Um, if it's something that can be baked, then do that in the oven. Um, sometimes we'll thaw things and then put them under the grill. Like if it's pizza or something, you want that under the grill so that you can get that crispy crust or, yeah. or in the oven. Yeah. Um, and then we also, I've in the past, I've also um, reheated meals in the Varoma of my Thermomix. And I just put a piece of wet baking paper in the Varoma. I put yeah. the meal in there and just sort of lift the sides of the baking paper a little so the air's getting through and put hot water in the bowl and um, just like put it on Varoma for like 20 minutes, speed wow. two, and it just um, on Varoma temperature and it just steams. And then especially things like rice and quinoa, it comes out really um, beautiful again. It's fluffy and it's not mushy like it is if you cook it in a pan. So, yeah, there's lots of ways to to defrost and reheat and thaw out without using a microwave. And the other thing that um, she got sort of bashed a little bit about was all the plastic. Now, she completely explains what's happening there. She was using containers she already had in the home that she bought years ago and she didn't want to waste and didn't want to put into landfill. Um, and she reuses her Ziploc bags, but we have a chat in the um, podcast about options for reducing plastic and she's only new to this and she'll be you know straight up with you that this is just something that she's working out this is only the second term that she's done it and um so she's still working out different ideas so sure give some suggestions for storage because she's still working on all that but it's um beck is actually the most beautiful person and she's doing this because she really cares about her family and she has an illness where she's out of action quite often a few a couple of times a week with really bad migraines that um she has to go to bed and she can't cook and so she's trying to be prepared ahead for when her family need the meals mm. so yeah she's doing a great job and i'm so proud of her oh by the way she's also started a, a private facebook group um i think it's called once a term cooking but i'll put the link in the show notes and you can go through and ask her questions on there. She's decided to come back to Facebook so she can answer the questions. <laughs> maybe we could um, at some point, like maybe for the next term, mm -hmm. to do a blog post about what she's going to cook. Yeah, that would be great. Quick cooking, and then everyone can. Yeah, she would. Fire. She would love that. She would All love right. that. Awesome. She's been asked for a book and everything now. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. better get cracking. Start writing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Well, um, even if you're not cook for a whole term, there's heaps of ideas in there for stocking up the freezer mm -hmm. for, let's say, a week. Just yeah, get some ideas and, and um, it'll be really helpful, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. Sounds like a great yeah. podcast. I look forward to hearing it. I haven't heard it yet. So thanks for sharing it, Joe. And uh, no really, this is so, so cool. It had such a big buzz in the online community. So many comments, so many people came. Yeah. It was like so cool, and you know, of course, I think there's so many people struggling with time management and yeah. wanting to eat healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm. It, you know, like you do what you can. Definitely, cooking yeah. things fresh is best, but having a frozen meal with fresh stuff every day is a really, really good thing to do if you're struggling the way that Beck is. You know, it's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. Fantastic. Well, Joe, shall we move on to the podcast? That's a good idea. All right. Chat to you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beck. Woo -woo. Hi, Joe. <laughs> She's not too sure what to expect um, of 
being interviewed for this podcast, but I promised her it's very chit-chatty. Um, you can hear my sister in the background chopping pumpkins. Say hi, Joy. Hi. Hi, Joy. <laughs> and um, I was going to take Beck to my office to have a, a nice um, professional podcast, and I just went, eh, this is a kitchen kind of podcast, don't you reckon? Absolutely. So we're sitting at the table in my messy kitchen. Oh, it's not too messy because Joy's been cleaning up. Thanks, Joy. And Bex brought me snapdragons for my table. So it's much nicer here than in a... What are they then? Oh, freesias. Whoops. Don't listen to me. I don't know my flowers. They're snapdragons. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) They smell amazing. Thank you, Bex. (laughs) Sorry, Joy. (laughs) So um, everybody's been going a bit crazy over your um, mammoth freezer packing effort my big cook up <laughs> your big cook up and there's, there's about two zillion questions and um but i figure once you tell your story it will it will answer a lot of those questions and whatever's sure. left i'll try and ask you so that we can um get some idea of how you managed that crazy feat sure um but first of all do you want to just give everyone a bit of a background on you and what you do and why you're so particular about getting ready for meals yeah absolutely you're not a doomsday prepper (laughs) not yet i think the first question has to be do you have a generator in case the power goes off i actually don't but i have a generator so if you ever need to borrow it just let me know i'll just come up the road to your place and grab one no it is on the list of things to purchase before the next cyclone season especially now i'm doing my big cook-offs uh but that is definitely something that uh i do have in the back of my mind of what to do so i'm still new to the big cook up is this just the second one that you've done this is the second term that you cook up that i've done three months of three months of cooking yes Yes. so i've always done lots of um bulk cooking and things like that my mum is a bulk cooker and so she's always encouraged me to do that so I've always made double or triple and frozen it and then um when I actually got sick quite sick uh oh about six or seven years ago and I got diagnosed with chronic migraines but they don't always follow the expected can we not say pattern can we we can take that yes sure yeah so um i got diagnosed about six years ago with chronic migraines and they can debilitate me for very long periods of time so in those periods of time when i'm quite ill it can be just a matter of eating a lot of eggs on toast Mm -hmm. pastas things like that which doesn't help me get better yeah and that's the thing when you don't feel like Mm. you're so unwell but you don't feel like cooking but that's when you Mm. need it (laughs) yeah and that's when you need all the good foods and the the nourishing meals and all that sort of stuff but i'm too unwell to get up to cook anything and my husband's not always home so um now that i work i work four days a week i'm a prep teacher at a local school i have three young kids between six and ten years old so my husband also works away in Cairns, which is about an hour and a half drive from where we are and I do find that at the end of the day, you come home from work, can't think, can't mm-hmm. plan, too Exhausted. tired to cook, and it, it, it was just getting easier and easier to make unhealthy meals. So I found that I thought if I do my meal prep for the entire term, I'll have the bases covered. I don't need to make decisions. I know what's I know basically what's there. Um, I know what I need to do for that week. And it just took a lot of that decision and planning making mm. out of the process. And then also, I suppose, when you 
do sadly have one of your migraines, you're not like, sorry, family, there's no food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anymore. There's, that's not happening anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we um, can – so I do a, a wide variety of foods, so it can be um, – Slow cooker dump me, me, dump bags, roasts okay. generally on the weekend. Wait, wait, let's slow down, slow down. Yes. Okay. okay. Slow cooker dump bags, what is that? Oh, okay. So slow cooker dump bags are where you have prepped all your ingredients. You've put them into a bag. Unfortunately, I, I'm still trying to find a non-plastic way. I was going to say, have you heard of those silicon Ziploc bags that are reusable? They're really no. thick. Yeah, I can show you. I've got some. I'll show you. <gasps> I'd yeah. love that. Yeah. Because we were going waste-free. Mm. We're heading towards waste-free, and I thought, I'm How going to have to make freeze? this compromise in yeah. order to look after my family. And I know with Ziploc bags, I reuse them. I just wash them and reuse yeah. them. It doesn't take much to do. No. My mum's always taught us to do all that. Frugal living. Yeah. That's good. That's right. Yeah, so um, I get the, the... So even the veggies that are raw, chopped up for the slow cooker, you freeze? For slow cookers, yes. And yes. it doesn't make them taste weird and soggy? I mean, no. they're going to go soft anyway, I suppose. They do tend to go... In the slow cooker, they're going to go soft, and it's, so it's not too bad to freeze... Okay. A lot of that sort of stuff for the yeah. slow cookers. When it comes to things like stir fries yeah, and roasts, and it just it doesn't it it's not nice to, no. to frost those veggies. So. so what else? So slow cooker dump meals. So slow cooker dump bags. That means once they're defrosted, I just pop them in the slow cooker in the morning. I put a little bit of um, on the front of the bag. I'll generally write any extra instructions that I need. So you know, add herbs at the end of cooking or things like that, and then. Uh, I also have some cooked meals are pre-cooked. So generally um, I'll have like bolognese's, meat dishes, um, the strata, lasagnas. They're all pre-cooked mm-hmm. and so they just get taken out and popped into the oven. And then um, when it comes to other things, so I'll go more into what I how I break down the menu planning for each term later but when I do my marinated chicken bags or things like that it'll be just the sliced chicken with the marinade in there and then I can just pan fry that up as Mm. necessary when it comes to Sundays I generally plan something along the lines of roasts or barbecues and that way it's usually just a hunk of meat yeah and fresh veggies on the side and you don't pre-cook the roast no no it's just it's just you know that that's set aside for that meal Yes, that's yep. right. Um, when you do things like casseroles, lasagnas, stratas, do you um, – this, this is what I've done before and I'm just wondering how you do it – is freeze it in baking paper in the container you're going to cook it in and then once it's frozen, pop it out so you've got the container like like a Pyrex dish and you can keep using that but you just – yeah? No? That's amazing. Yeah, that's how I do it. That's a great <laughs> idea. No, I do have a lot of dishes for those sorts of things. And once I run out, I've just been getting the foil ones. Oh, yes. And look after them and just reuse them if I can. Um, so, But I might try that. That's You'd have to do a longer prep time for that sort of thing because once it's frozen, then you can pop it out and put it into a bag in the freezer and then reuse the dish for another one that you're going to freeze. Do you know what I mean? How do you reheat it without it falling So when you're then? ready to reheat it, you put it back in the dish that you froze it in. Yes. So it's right. got the baking paper. 
Yes. And you just put it back in the dish and then pop it in the oven frozen and cook it from there. Oh, I chuck, chuck them in frozen. Yeah, yeah, generally. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I like that idea. I do use baking paper on the base for things like um, – so at the end of the cook, using up all the bits and pieces, I'll generally make some quiches or just some bakes, you know, eggs and mm-hmm. bits and pieces. And you freeze them as well? I freeze them and I'll use the baking paper in the bottom of those mm. things. You don't find that quiches go funny when you thaw them? I don't know. I you're hoping not. <laughs> I do find the pastry does. The pastry yeah. is not. Oh, okay. You're doing like a pastry quiche. Some, if I do a pastry quiche, it's not great. If it's uh, just like an egg bake, you know, with the mm-hmm. eggs and the veggies, then pop that in the fruit in the oven. I okay. haven't had anything. No issues with that yet. I'll okay. keep you posted. Yeah. I'm doing that this term. I guess it depends what you've got in it too. Like I find if you do like a Spanish tortilla with the potato in the egg. Potato goes yuck. Yeah, I can't frozen. imagine potato working really well. No. I find mushrooms don't defrost really well either. Mm. Um, so I try to avoid them yep. in, in any in baking things. unless it's in the lasagna or something like that. Yeah. Mm. So there's lots of um, little tips and ideas already, but we have so many questions. We have so many questions back. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Okay, so why did you first – so I guess you – oh, we sort of talked about why you decided to do it, but did you start to work up to that? Like were you always meal planning for a week and then you decided to go further or – Not always, no. Um, sometimes I would do – I would do it for a little period of time and then it would just get too hard because I find I wouldn't stick to it or you'd get home at the end of the day and it would be a bit much or – Yeah. Uh, so I would occasionally do meal plan for a week or meal plan for – I did do once a month cooking for a while as well, mm. but I was finding that by the weekend I'm generally quite run down and tired and I need to rest if I'm not already sick. Oh, because so, – Yeah. Yeah, so I was finding so it's that more the holiday time is the best time for you because you've got a good chunk of time. Yeah, so I've got a, I've got a good chunk of time to do a big cook-up and then I usually have a rest the day after. Yes. The day after. This would take me all two weeks of the holidays to do. I doubt it. So, yes, it would. Come on, tell us your secrets. How do you – you told me that you got the cooking side of it done in two weeks. Oh, sorry, two, two days. days. Sorry, yeah, two the days. cooking side, yes. Now that – I suppose if some of it is um, raw meat that you've put into a marinade or you've got a raw roast in the freezer ready to roast, that's not a lot of prep time. Um, but there's still no. a lot of cooking that you must do. Okay, so what I do Tell is us. in the lead-up to the holidays, yeah. I'll spend um, a couple of hours one afternoon, I'll just make myself a coffee, sit down, and I get an A4 piece of paper mm-hmm. and I write out weeks 1 to 12 with days 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and I have that in front of me. And I break down my meal planning into um, I need some sort of sort of framework to work within otherwise it just gets yeah, too overwhelming right. yeah. so the meals need to freeze well mm-hmm. they need to be able to be complemented with fresh fruit and veggies um just salads whatever. salads yeah absolutely and um and then i sort of have a little a formula that i stick to so i generally have one bag each week of a marinated chicken which i tend to serve with either you know uh tacos or veggies or um just just something that it's already there and then I can say, oh, I feel like making this with it or yep. like, I might just chuck it in some some tortillas or something. But that's the base. Yeah, that's the base. So I'll generally come up with a few chicken marinades and I spread them out over the 12 weeks mm-hmm. and then I'll have uh, one baking 
object, not object, one baking meal throughout the week. So it'll be the strata, the lasagna, a casserole, something like that. I try to make sure I've got one fish dish Mm -hmm. a week. Um, And again, it's usually just marinated or if it's fish cakes or something, I'll I'll Mm pre-make those. Um, I have my roast on a Sunday because you still you still want to enjoy cooking. You still yeah, want to have a right. decent, you know, something something yum. I try to have one soup a week as well, and like I, a main meal kind of soup. A main meal kind of soup, yeah. And at the moment, one of our favourites is Tom Car Guy. I love that one. What's that one? That one's uh, along with uh, chicken. It's a chicken, coconut, lemon sort of soup, very similar to what you've, yeah, you've done yeah. with a few extra herbs and things that I chuck in at the end of cooking. And does it go with rice or noodles yeah. or anything? It's just quite filling on its own? Yeah, so I do chuck extra veggies in there. Uh, you can throw some extra noodles in there when it's cooking. So I'll have those in the pantry ready to go because yeah. they, they're, sh- they're shelf-stable, yeah, so they last right. a while. Um, I try to have a beef dish and um, or a lamb dish as well. So I try uh, sometimes a vegetarian dish as well. So I try to really break it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I did my plan the first time round, I did leave one night a week spare mm-hmm. because there are those nights where, where you go to friends' houses yeah. or, but what or I, a recipe comes up that you just want to try. Yeah, or you feel like <laughs> cooking. Or, absolutely. And so, um, but I found this time I'm actually cooking every meal and then if I don't use them, well, I can use them for lunches. That's right. Yeah. So portion sizes, are we are a family of five and I try to make just a little bit more than what we would normally eat in a meal so that there is some for lunches the next day uh, as well or breakfasts. And so your meals that you freeze are the dinner meal for each day. You do some things for lunches, not everything? No, yeah. So I do a few bits and pieces for lunches and tarts and things like that. And that also just breaks up the cooking into going, oh, because I I enjoy making tarts and cakes and things like that. So that breaks up the cooking for me over the two days just to – do something that just feels a little bit more rewarding. And then at the end of the cooking, I'll use the bits and pieces that I have left over to do extra dishes like just a veggie bake or, yeah. or bits and pieces, which I can then use for lunches, lunches. in the future. Um, and so you said, I think you mentioned smoothie bags. Oh, smoothie bags. Yeah. Yes. So smoothie bags are, um, I get all my clip steel bags, I put them all in, a box mm-hmm. and I get all the ingredients out and just pour them into each one. I make smoothies a fair bit. So oh, do you make the smoothies and then pour them into the bag? No, 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 oh, no, sorry, no, sorry. No, I put all the ingredients in. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, odd. that's a bit, <laughs> that's a bit strange. That's a bit much. Um, so, no, so I get all the ingredients out and I pop them all into the bags and, um, so it's just ready to chuck into the thermomix to blend up. Yeah. It just goes in the thermi, blends it up. It's nice and cold then. Mm. And then all I have to do is add the liquid as yeah. well. So I do buy banana. Well, I don't actually buy bananas in bulk. I've got family that have banana trees and Yay. all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> just grab bananas off them and peel them, and they freeze pretty well in the bags as well. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, is there – okay, let me just find – I've got to find these questions. So the the actual cooking time, we're still, I'm still – trying to nut this out that's okay so the two days of cooking is that like full on on your feet for two days yes and hubby helps 
Oh, my hubby is amazing. So he does. He is. He is. <laughs> I like him. That's so, good. <laughs> so he does all the. He chops all the chicken for me because yep. I hate that job, mm-hmm. and he hates it too. But he Aww. does it for me, and he does come in and out. If he's home, he'll come in and out of the kitchen and help with the dishes and things yeah. like that. As but that's as what drives do. me crazy when you're doing all this Aww. big cook up is the constant dishes. Constant dishes. So you, if he's not there, you just handle it yourself. The kids help at all. Or? Yeah, the kids help. Okay. My kids help out a lot as well. Okay. And you don't get friends to come and help? Not yet because I, I get in the zone. Yeah. And, and I... You get distracted if you're chatting. If I'm chatting, work's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> so I'm concentrating. Okay. And so I do tend to take the phone off the hook. Yeah, that's what I, I do. I do put on a podcast or... Um, oh, I know a good podcast. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, please tell me all about it. <laughs> so I do put on some podcasts or some Netflix and just have that happening yeah. and something I don't need to think about and I just get in and cook. So in my planning process, I'll work, I, I work out all the different recipes I want to do. I'll spread them out over the 12 weeks and I'll do um, about three. Oh, here's Fred. Hi, Fred. <laughs> uh, I'll do about three of each. Yep. If I really like it, I'll do four, spread them out over the over the yep. four weeks. I get all those. Uh, as I'm planning it out, I'll write all the ingredients down on a list next to me. Mm-hmm. And then I can transfer all those recipes that I'm doing for all those meals that I'm doing for that week onto a weekly planner so that, and on the back of those menu planners, I'll put a, I'll send you a photo to put up because it'll make okay. a lot more sense. So I have a weekly planner that I just got from Kmart for two bucks. Yeah. I put on there the seven meals that I'm doing mm-hmm. for that week. I may not actually use them in those days. I'm chopping yeah. change yep. them as you go That's through. what I do with planning. It's what you feel like at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes your meeting might run late. Mm. And by meeting, I mean, you know, hanging out with friends and you get home <laughs> late and you've got, and your plans need to change. But on the back of that menu plan that I do for that week I write the list of the fresh ingredients as I go that I need for the grocery shop for that week yep and then um after I've done my weekly plan uh sorry my term plan on my separate piece of paper with all my groceries on it I collate all those up so instead Mm. of having yeah that's right yeah six batches of eggs you know you'll know that you need however many yeah and I um then plan my 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 purchasing so because we live in the beautiful place that we live i try to buy as local as much mm-hmm. as possible fresh as much as possible and um so i'll go around to the farms and i'll get the eggs in bulk i'll get the veggies from the produce shop up the road so grab fred and put him go. somewhere else because he's noisy fred, you you go, fred. hello fred you said hello fred <laughs> So I'll purchase uh, as much as I can locally, mm-hmm. uh, including meat. So I'll purchase meat. Oh, he's back. Oh, Fred, he wants to be in the podcast. Mom, I'm sorry. You know, I'll like stick him down here. I shouldn't have taken him with me, but if I left the room, he would have been like... Yeah, I know. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry, babe. That's okay. Uh, so I try to buy meat locally as well. So we've got a lot of local meat producers. Beautiful that meat, don't we? Beautiful meat. Mm. So uh, a couple of times I've bought half a... Half a pig, mm. half a lamb, mm-hmm. and just planned meals around using those as well. So in the lead up to the big cook, I will also scour the local shops for any specials, grab what I need, and then whatever's left on my list that I don't already have in my cupboards, I will um, 
order them online and I get them delivered to my door. That's a good idea. Keep save your time. Oh, to save. And that's what the whole thing is about. This yeah. process has to be easy and efficient mm. or I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So I'll have the truck come to my door, put all the groceries in my kitchen. I don't really bother putting it all away. I mm. just leave it on the, you know, yeah. on the floors and the benches because it's all going to be used in the next two days anyway. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I get up ready to go. Um, I do spend the two days cooking sometimes, you know, stop for half an hour and, you know, have a little rest or whatever. But I do spend the two days cooking. The first thing I always put on is a, uh, a big stock pot, a big, big stock pot of bone broth mm-hmm. because I later divvy that up and either put it in the soups or freeze it ready mm-hmm. to put into the recipes later. And if it doesn't get used up in the big cook, I'll have it for yeah. lunches and breakfasts and whatever down the track anyway. Um, lasagna not lasagna sorry the um bolognese is another big thing i get started and going because that's easy i don't need to think about it it gets me in the in the in the zone (laughs) and then i just start start the process yeah so can you think of any questions so far joy so many she's overwhelmed (laughs) i do get out the back um so I, have, I do have another space out the back of my kitchen, yeah, like which you've seen in the photos, yeah. where I do put out all my cook my. Oh, yes, containers. that's what we need to talk about, the boxes, because a few yes. people say, what are they for? So explain the box system. They're, they're, an, they're a leftover attempt at organising, <laughs> and they happen to fit in the $200 freezer that I got off Gumtree. Woo-hoo! So woo-hoo, winning. <laughs> so one box is one week. I can fit usually around four to six meals in one box, depending on what the meal, what is. The meal is for mm-hmm. that week. Absolutely. So when I used to cook at my big, two big cook-ups at my old house, I didn't have a big kitchen. I had a very, very small kitchen, but I'd bring in some camping tables oh, and I'd put idea. them up in the dining room and I'd set up using that as well. But now that I've got this other space, I lay them all out. i would label them from 1 to 12 um, and I have a spare. So, you know, as you're cooking and serving up, you'll go, oh, there's a little bit extra there. Yeah. You don't want it to go to waste. goes in the extra box. goes in the extra box. And I find that by the end of the term, you know, because by the end of the term you've missed a couple of meals or yeah. Whatever's happened, that I usually have enough meals to get me through mm. at least one week on the holidays. Oh, that's as well. Nice. Yeah, ah. yeah. So it's good fun. Yeah. Um. So in those boxes, I stack them in my freezer in order from the last week to the top first week. Mm-hmm. So I'm not having to double handle and yeah. go searching. I just take the top box out, and on the Sunday night, I pop it in my fridge, and it defrosts throughout the week. Ah, good. That's what I was going to ask you. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, so it's – and then um, using my menu planner, on the back of my menu planner, I have – for each week, I have the fresh groceries. So just on the – before that – before – what are we in? Week one now. So last weekend, I just went and got those extra few fresh things that I needed, plus your other thing, bits and pieces that you need yeah. to run a family. And they're all in the fridge ready to go. Mm. Can you tell us what some of your favourite meals are for freezing? Oh, well, I'm still experimenting with okay. a lot of different ones. Um, some I find some work, some don't. Tom Car Guy is mm-hmm. a favourite in our family. Um, you mentioned the marinated chicken, so you can find all different marinades for that. Yeah. You could do a, a saffron chicken out of life-changing food. <laughs> well, that's what we're having for dinner tonight. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing for dinner tonight. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, we do that one. We put the... 
put it in the marinade and freeze it. And it's so actually, Fuad's doing that for tomorrow for his daughter's big birthday party. He's had it frozen oh, idea. for a farewell, and you just make the skewers and do it on the barbie for the, oh, all the people. It's beautiful. Yum. We did it last weekend with the skewers with um, capsicum, mushroom, and onion, two different colors of capsicum, oh, and it yum. really bulks it out to yum. do it like that. Yeah, have a salad with it. Yum. Yeah, gorgeous. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, we are having that one for dinner okay, cool. tonight. <laughs> and what are you having with it? Uh, pro- uh, steamed veggies. Yep. So usually some steamed veggies. Yeah. And um, yep, nice and simple. It's got to be simple. Yes. It's Otherwise got to it be simple be or it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, so there is, I did see online there was a lot of people saying that oh, I couldn't eat only a freezer meals for three months. But you're not eating only freezer meals. I'm not meals. eating only. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> no. Um, we love the strata. Uh, we, the zucchini we, and mushroom strata yes. out of life-changing food. Yes, we do. We do really love that one. <laughs> well, that's good. And um, that one freezes as well. We, I like the. Uh, we do uh, like a beef salad as well. So, so you I just get, do the marinated beef in the freezer. Yep. So I get rump steak mm-hmm. and uh, slice it all up and marinate that, and then just do that with a nice fresh salad. It's a bit of a Thai beef salad. And if anyone's a little bit new to um, cooking and still learning. So you buy the fresh meat, slice it up, and then marinate it. And yes. Then, so you're not buying frozen meat, thawing it, marinating it, freezing it. <laughs> no. <laughs> buy it fresh. Okay. Yeah, so buy it fresh. I do all the slicing, chopping, so that all I have to do when I get home from work mm. is just put it in the pan yeah. and put it on the plate. Nice. And, it, and yeah, it's nice and simple. And while it's cooking, you can be making a salad or whatever. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. So what other meals can you think of? What's some more options? I didn't bring them in with me. Um, you can you can give us some to, like when you take a photo of your meal plan for us. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'll cool. send you through some. I'll That'll send you through good. some photos. Yeah, we'd love to see that. Um, so one of the comments a few times actually I saw this was, wow, I suspect part of her secret may be because she's not on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Can you comment on that? <laughs> yes, I went on Facebook about three years ago and haven't looked back. Um, and it because it did take up a lot of time. I have to tell you guys the sorts of things that Beck does with her spare time. Don't ask me how she has spare time, but she does. And she crochets, knits. I paints. don't knit. Okay, you don't knit. No. Crochets, drawers, <laughs> um, paints, pen and ink. Pen, 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 yes. Leather work yes. with the with journals. The yes. Um, what else do you do? Oh, fermenting. Yes. Spend time with the kids. Well, I used to do gardening, but I, not anymore. Got ducks. You've got a lot of animals. Yeah, yeah we've got a lot of ducks. And chooks and. Yeah. Yes. What, it's, like, you amaze me. <laughs> I, you. I think you're amazing too. Aww. Didn't you design your house that you live in? Yes, we oh. did. My husband and I did that too. So we were living <laughs> in a shed. There's a lot shed. of people saying, I love your kitchen. Oh, I love my kitchen too. No, we lived in a shed for 12 months. In, That's uh, right. Yes, and while we built the house. So that was fun. She's a very artistic, organized person. Perfect for teaching children. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's good. Um, oh, oh, yes, I have to ask you this question. Don't you get sore feet? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I do. Does your husband give you a foot massage yes, afterwards? Oh, <laughs> he is a good, good husband. He is He's a, a keeper. <laughs> so, no, that's one of my big, big tips is that a must-have. Is a husband shoes. that massages your oh, feet? Oh, right. No, yes, <laughs> no is uh, definitely um, good shoes. Good shoes. <laughs> and um, 
I also have bath, big bath mats that I put in front of the oven. Oh, that's I used where to do I'm that, cooking. the cushiony ones. Yeah, mm. and that helps us a lot. Okay. A lot too. Yep. Um, one lady says, I'm wondering how you manage to make it last the whole term. For example, if I make biscuits, I have to put them into three containers named for each child and tell them they need to last a week. <laughs> they then eat at their own pace. I cannot even imagine the logistics of this for an entire term. However, almost finished my teaching degree and overwhelmed with the amount of work teachers have. So think your friend is an absolute legend. Oh, <laughs> that's encouraging. I think as teachers... Um, that's what we do. Mm. We plan a t- we plan a term mm. ahead. We plan a year ahead. Yeah, we that's plan it. a semester You're used to ahead. Planning. And to have that time on the holidays just to to get this done and out of the way takes a huge load off my mind. Mm. So, but I, I I don't. If I make biscuits in advance, I can imagine they would, that disappear, would just disappear extremely yeah. quickly with my children. But that's the sort of thing you make as you go, really, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more the meals that you've. It's more the meals. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, cost we did mention a little bit about can you give us some budget tips for bulk cooking okay so buy in bulk Mm -hmm. buy on sale i buy as locally as possible so when it comes to meat um my first big cook-up did cost around 900 dollars uh 950 dollars but that's because i bought half a pig yeah and i'm still using him oh i really shouldn't refer to it like that (laughs) I still have a few pieces of um, pork, pork left that I'm using up. I want to personalise it here. <laughs> and it does not come in a pretty little package with a no. black tray underneath. No. So it can be quite confronting sometimes when you buy half a beast. <laughs> I remember so well the first time I bought half a pig locally and it pulled one out that looked like a sort of a round, flat roast. And I was like, cool, let's knock it out to four. And then when it was, you know, half thawed, I turned it over and it was a pig's head. Oh! And it was sliced lengthways. Oh. So on the other side, it looked like a roast. And I'm like, I went, Mom, can you please cook this? I can't do it. She's like, oh, give it to me. I don't <laughs> know. My mum's cooked everything. She doesn't mind it all. She goes, it was really nice. I'm like, good. I'm glad she liked it. I couldn't bear to do that. I found it really confronting when I got my first um, half a pig and I pulled out some pork belly and I thought, oh, yum. And I had it all defrosted <laughs> and I marinated it and I went to pull it out to put it in there oven and I those three nipples I know, running along it. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> my kids freak out at that if they see nipples. It's like, no. <laughs> but that's the reality of isn't it? And you're trying to use every bit. That's right. Trying to so, honor the whole animal. Yep. Um, so I do buy my animals in bulk if yes. I can. My meat, sorry, in bulk if I can <laughs> fresh from the farm. Can you tell we're from the country? Yeah. <laughs> And um, lots of fruit and veggies locally. So at the moment, you know, there's a lot of winter veggies on for sale mm. and I'll buy them in bulk from the roadside stalls yeah. or from the directly from the farmers, things like that. See ya. See ya. Thank you. See you later. See you tonight. Okay. And, um, oh, what else? So, yes, yeah, so I'll get a lot of fruit and veggies from the local stalls and farms. Eggs I'll buy. We've got a local place I can get trays of eggs quite cheap if my ducks and chickens aren't doing what they should be doing. Um, I've, we've got lots of friends locally, don't like. I know. Yes. I always say I feel kind of sorry for people that live in the city because here yes. we're constantly given food. Like people yes. will turn up at my house with a box of avocados, yes. a box of bananas, a box of grapefruit, tomatoes, you know, tomatoes. It, people are always giving you their surplus, and it's 
And we used to live out on a farm and you'd be driving down those back farm roads and there'd be potatoes all over the road that had fallen off, off the, the truck. And I'm thinking, yes. man, you could not starve here. <laughs> no, you couldn't. <laughs> so if I've been given uh, a big box of uh, avocados or a yeah. big box of bananas or whatever, I'll try to incorporate yeah. whatever they are into yeah. my meal plans. And it makes you creative. I like it. Absolutely. Mm. Um, in, in the lead up to my big cook, um, I will check out the local shopping you know the local um supermarkets for what's on sale mm. or specials and yep. things like that and that helps a lot uh, as well and my mum is an amazing bargain hunter so she'll quite often Mine ring too. me out <laughs> hey there's this on sale do you want to get me do you want me to get you some yeah sure yeah so i've got a lot of salmon dishes in this one around because she found me cheap salmon oh so we've got a lot of salmon coming there up. you go yeah um, so one of the biggest concerns that people had was the plastic, and we have talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Um, so this is just my tips for people who were asking, and then you can give us some of your sure. ideas. Um, I used to have a big cupboard full of plastic, I think, like most people, yeah. you know, and you open it and everything falls out and you shove it back in. Um, and as, th- as I phased them out, I just kept now and then, like, Every second time I went to the grocery store, I'd buy like one of those glass decor ones or things like that. And I'd I'd buy the, when I'd see the half price specials of the big box full of all the different sized glass dishes with the lids, I'd buy one. And um, now I don't have hardly any plastic containers, but it's not a case of chucking them at the dump because you don't want to use plastic. It's kind of like that's defeating the purpose. Um, So I feel like, you know, you're doing a good thing by still using them. Um, but it's it's something that, like, you can use jars for soup, like yes. jars from the grocery store that you've gotten something in. Get the, Save your big jars, put your broths in there and your soups in there. Just be careful when you're freezing them. You need to leave the lid off and have, like, a couple, depending on how big the jar is, but have a good space at the top, maybe a tenth of the jar mm have a space because your liquids expand in the freezer and then once it's frozen then I put the lid on I would suggest making sure that you've got good quality glass because I have found some uh glass containers that I've used to freeze food in becomes really brittle ah and I've actually had to throw meals out because Because it's it's cracked yes so you need the good thick glass yeah Yeah. good quality one uh, good quality glass yeah absolutely Um, and some other ideas were the, the silicon Ziploc bags. I'll go and have a look and see what that brand is. You, you can talk more about some, any of your ideas. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, so plastic is a concern for us because we'd gone nearly plastic-free at home. We'd re- we had replaced all of our food containers with glass containers. Um, we I didn't even own Glad Wrap in my house. Yeah. And so in order, I did feel quite concerned buying all these plastic bags and I'm you're trying to find the balance though aren't you you're trying to find yeah. what's what's the most urgent thing at the time well you're going to just have to use what you've got and have a healthier meal for your family at this time that's right like my my, my priority is my family's health mm. and um as as i go through this process and finesse it more and more yeah it's only the second to continue doing yeah. it it makes such a difference that um to find reusable products that i can yeah, so Substitute. if anyone's listening on the podcast yes. and you've got some great tips for everybody else, leave a comment on the Facebook page or um, wherever we've posted the podcast because it's really helpful for other people. So this um, Ziploc bag that's a uh, silicon one, it's from Litter Free Living. Oh. 
Um, I've got a few different sizes of this one, www.litterfreeliving.com.au. It's about the same thickness as, yeah. a, as a like a clip seal bag as well, isn't it? A little it? bit thicker, not too a much. A little bit thicker. That's but great. Yeah, they, it's got the double, yeah, it's the got double, a double well, seal. which you need because yeah. as things freeze. Yeah, That's great, Joe. I'm going to get some. Yeah. That's one problem solved. Thank yeah, you. That's all right. I like that. Um, and also using – I use paper a lot for wrapping things that – Yes. Um, for instance, if I'm making um, muesli bars or chocolate energy bars or something like that, I'll wrap them in the um, toxin-free baking paper. Yes. And then once you've wrapped them, because they all need to be individually wrapped, and it's like, well, you don't want to use Glad Wrap for all that. No. Um, so um, wrapping them in baking paper and then popping them into a container, you know, that works well. And then the kids have got them to take separately wrapped and you're not having to defrost the whole lot yeah, all at once because right. it's stuck together. I do Peaches find, work like that too. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And I do find that the baking paper is a necessity mm, for bulk cooking on so many levels. So lining the uh, lining the containers mm. for like the tarts and things like that. And I'm going to use your new trick as well. <laughs> uh, but then also, yeah, the individual wrapping for the bits and pieces, uh, quiche pieces and bliss yeah. balls and all that so they don't stick together. Um, but I also use it for one tip I have found really helpful is when you make your lasagna or your strata or something like that, to put a layer of baking paper on the top before yes. I put yeah before I put the um the foil on over the top yeah. because otherwise everything sticks to foil and you don't want the, the foil, silicon foil on you your food because of the aluminium yes so put the baking paper then the foil yeah and it gives that space as well. That's another great tip for those of you who are worrying about freezer burn on the top of a casserole. If you do a cheese sauce, then put your baking paper onto the cheese sauce and actually press it on and then freeze it and then, sorry, your white sauce. And then when you're ready to cook the casserole, if it's meant to have grated cheese on, you put the grated cheese on. You can can freeze it like that, I suppose. But what I've often done is um, just have the the sauce and then you pull the paper off and it's not all freezer burnt because there's no Mm. air. And then you can either put cheese on or leave it just like that. Yeah, I, mm. I am fortunate that I haven't had um, much problem with freezer burn. Oh, that's good. Because everything's individually wrapped mm. and then inside a plastic box. That's true. Inside it's my container for the week. I haven't actually had an issue with freezer burn. Yeah, because a few people asked about that. Um, there's some people have asked about the length of time that it's frozen. Three months is fine for pretty much anything. Yes. Um, like you'll find chicken can freeze for three months, no problem, and that's probably the one that people worry about the most. Um, if it's a, a dish with um, meat and veggies that are cooked or something like that, I find the best thing to do is make sure it's got enough broth or sauce to cover everything and then it doesn't get that. Is that what you find? Yeah, I do um, find that when I've got my sliced pieces of meat I and I have the marinade in there as yeah. well, that helps yeah, it it's freeze fine. and defrost well. Yep. Mm. Okay. Um, so I Oh, have... were you asking about cost? Cost. So, cost. Yes. We keep going from we thing keep... to thing. That's oh, all right. because <laughs> we're women. That's, we're just having a yeah, chat. Right? That's right. <laughs> so uh, when I did my first big cook, it did cost around $950 yeah. because I bought half a pig mm. as well, which was I think I paid $320 for that. And that was around 65 kilos of meat. Um, But this term I used a lot more smaller pieces. Yeah. And um, it came to 
just over $600 plus Mm -hmm. the bits and pieces I had in the freezer. But that doesn't include the nightly fresh veggies and salads that go with it. And whatever you... Oh, yeah, and not the other meals so much. It's just the dinner. That's just dinner, Mm. absolutely, yes. But still, like if you think about if you went to a restaurant for dinner for five people... Mm. Can easily spend two to three hundred dollars on one meal. Thanks. Oh my goodness! I mean, this is what's happened to me before when I've taken my kids traveling with me, and I'm like, two hundred dollars for breakfast? This fancy cafe? I'm going to travel by myself from now on. You're not doing the dishes for a month. That doesn't happen too often, obviously. But yeah, it's it's really quite cheap to do it that way. Yeah, and Save because a lot of money. and because you know I'll be cooking with six kilos of mince at a time. Yeah, um, it breaks down into a lot more meals mm. than if you did one kilo of mince, which would yeah. do maybe one and a half meals, or however you yeah. know, just pulling figures out of the air. Yeah, so it does go that little bit further when you're cooking more. Yes. Um, and then I make sure I try to reduce waste as well at the end. Mm-hmm. So at the end, as I said before, with the doing the bits and pieces, for, mm. I'll, I'll just think on my feet. Like yeah, that's right. If I've got heaps and heaps of just little bits of greens left over, I actually um, dehydrate them. Yep. And pop them in the Thermomix mm-hmm. and make my own green powder to go on my smoothies. Oh wow, that's clever. Yeah. So that's um, Such so a that's clever. A- Clever chucky you are. <laughs> Dehydrators are the best. I love my dehydrator. You've got. A garden, especially, yeah. but if yeah, anytime I end up with way too many herbs, or mm-hmm. you've got too many ripe tomatoes, and you're not going to mm-hmm. use them, or you could, you can freeze them, but then sometimes you run out of room, and it's nice to be able to dehydrate. Takes up less room. It does. Yeah, and you can use them for different things. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, okay, so let's have a look. If, if you think of something else, go ahead. Otherwise, I'm going to ask you some more questions. Yeah, go shoot. Okay. Um, well, this lady wants to know if she could please have a video <laughs> of the two-day oh. extravaganza. <laughs> you can do one of those fast-motion videos of the whole two days. That would be cool. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, okay. What do the kids do while you're cooking? Does life yeah. stop for the two days? No. Uh, it does for me, um, yes. not necessarily for them. So They're a little bit older. Like they're, How yeah. old did you say? Six, six eight, and ten. Yeah, so they're so, not under your feet. No. So they do help out in the kitchen for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I We've got a beautiful big backyard, so I will send them outside to play. Mm-hmm. Occasionally I will threaten them with chores if they come back up to the yes. house. <laughs> I'm bored. Oh, good. I've got something for you to do. I'm not bored. No, no. Go back out. <laughs> I always use that. <laughs> it's good fun. Um, so, But they're really good at playing together and yeah. um, keeping themselves occupied. If my husband's home, he'll use that time to spend some one-on-one with them, so he'll take them out. Yeah. But that's good. Um, okay. And another request for a video of how you use the recipes. <laughs> how do you make lunches every day? Okay, so what oh. kind of things go into lunches? So I have uh, Planet Box lunch mm-hmm. boxes. Um, I actually teach at the school my kids work at. No, they go to. <laughs> They're doing their schoolwork at. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And they help out with doing their lunches a lot as well. that's good. I do want to get into preparing – well, I do quite often prepare a salad on the Sunday afternoon and use that for the first two or three days that we're all at school. They're really good at helping with their lunches as well. That's good. You've trained them. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll come out and we've been trying to teach them as well, you know, to have their – a vegetable, their fruits – 
mm-hmm. their grains, their meats, what have you got, what's going to fill you up. So we're yeah. trying to use that as a teaching experience there. It's something I want to sort of think about a little bit more into going yeah, into yeah. preparing in for the week advance without being yeah, too good. specific about it. But I usually have leftovers. I usually have leftovers we use in leftovers the salad. for lunches. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. I, I usually like. have leftovers and salads. Mm. The kids will generally have a little bit of leftovers, salads, and then plus bits and pieces Whatever that we've they, got. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, so thawing meals, you've got them thawing in the fridge, so they're pretty much thawed out by the time you go to cook them usually? Usually. So at the beginning, beginning of the week, Maybe not, not so much. Yeah. Because I keep them in the box mm. because I don't, I don't know if you have this problem. It's, it's a conundrum that I have. I will have these food in sealed plastic bags, you know, double mm-hmm. double clip, yet meat juices still come out in the yeah. bag. I don't know how that happens, but uh, I do keep them in the container yeah. in the fridge and uh, so it does take a little bit longer to defrost, to frost, which means... Which is good for the end of the week. Which is good for the end of the week and I'm not feeling like, you know, mm. I have to use it before it goes off. So generally on the Monday um, in the morning, I'll take some food out and put it uh, out to defrost. Mm-hmm. I find uh, leaving it on a like a little rack mm-hmm. helps it defrost really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever put casseroles in the oven frozen? I do. Yeah, I do too. I do. That's easy. It's yep. fast. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. It just takes a bit longer, but... That's okay. Yeah, it works. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. Chest freezer. Oh, You've yes. got two? No. How many? One. Oh, I thought you had two. No, I've got one. How do you manage But I do have another freezer. Okay. So I've got um, a freestanding freezer, mm-hmm. but at this time of the term, there's not much in it. Okay. Uh, then I have my chest freezer, which is just, I forgot to, I was going to figure out how many liters it is, but I, it's just a standard freezer. It's yeah. not a huge one. It's not a big one. Just a standard deep freezer that I got off Gumtree mm-hmm. for $200. Yeah. Um, so that's where my meals go in there. So by the end of the term, once that starts getting down quite low, I'll take the food out of there and put it in my smaller freezer mm-hmm. so that and turn that one off. So if you get bulk meat and you've got that freezer full of boxes, is the bulk meat going into the freezer boxes so then yes. it's okay? Yeah. So, the so bulk- you don't have both at once because that would be like hard to... <laughs> oh, I would need two. I would need two yeah. deep freezers then. Yeah, so I'll get my bulk meat, mm-hmm. uh, break that all up, put that into the freezer boxes mm-hmm. um, and then when I have leftovers from that that goes into my smaller freezer so i do have two freezers yeah yes but not they're standard sizes okay um i should mention here also for those of you who are are not used to buying in bulk the difference in price is amazing like i get organic grass-fed beef for 12 dollars a kilo because i buy it in Mm -hmm. bulk um you won't be able to buy ribeye fillet steaks for 12 dollars a kilo if you're not buying in bulk (laughs) no (laughs) And organic sausages and things like that. I don't think even those would be $12 a kilo probably. No. I mean, unless in bulk. But what I like when you do buy your meat in bulk from from the farm is that they do beautiful sausages for you. They do. Without fillings. Without fillers. And And they just do what you want in them. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that, that way. too. And also um, going through co-ops. Do you go through co-ops at all to buy dry goods or no? Uh, no, but a girlfriend and I are looking at starting one up, uh, to buy our nuts and Well, if you want to order with me, you can. Oh, yeah, because we're about to do another order. Right. Yes, because it's, that's, I've been doing that since Simi was about one. So how old is he now? 19. For about 18 years. 
right. buying all my dry goods through cop like things like nuts, seeds, coconuts. Back when I would buy all different flowers, now it's more almond meals and yeah. things like that. Oils, honey. Although the honey, I don't generally get through cops. Some people do. I get it local. Yeah, maple syrup you can buy bulk, but it's got to be kept cool. Um, just so many things. It saves so much money. Yeah, I definitely yeah. need to get my nuts from a co-op. I'm going yeah, to have it just in gets bulk too expensive. It, get, it does. It gets really mm. does get too expensive. But yeah, honey, I get locally. Yeah. Uh, from friends um but yeah coconut oil i buy in bulk online mm-hmm. as well and that gets delivered to my door and another thing that um a little tip for people who if if you can't afford to do a bulk order i used to put aside a bit of money each week mm. towards my bulk order and then and that money was in a bank account so that when i got to the three month mark i had money for my co-op order um and Another thing that you can do if you just feel like you can't do that giant big order all at once because it may cost $600 or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I go to my local health food shop and I just say, can I get like a three kilo or a five kilo bag of, say, tapioca starch or almond meal or whatever, and they'll give me a good price on it. So even that helps, even if you mm-hmm. can't do a gigantic co-op order, just as you buy things, try and get bigger lots. And once you get into the swing of it, then each term your grocery order gets less. Gets less. Yeah. So that's right. As as it goes, it'll on. start off. It'll be an investment at first. It'll yeah. and you've got to think of it like that. It's an investment, um, but it will get cheaper as you go. With um, like you're saying, if you're buying, mm-hmm. you're working out where to buy things. You're working out how to get it in a bulk amount. You're working, mm-hmm. you know, you as you buy your glass containers or your special bags or whatever you're using it'll be an outlay at first but then you'll just keep using them that's right and yeah. it, i think it's wise mm. spending as well you spend it that's right you buy good quality first time and then you don't need to replace it that's it um okay let's see there's a few more questions here I, actually there's heaps um we might have covered quite a lot of them <laughs> someone said if this is the same beck i know and she t- says where you live. She's amazing. Oh, who's that? <laughs> Jay. <laughs> oh, it is Jay. Hi, Jay. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, um, okay, I'm just going through. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's saying, sensational, so inspiring. Best get off the sofa and stop watching useless TV <laughs> and make me some menu plans. <laughs> and do you know what? This is something that I think we should talk about is um, time organization because I've always done this sort of thing like meal meal planning and um you know getting up early and having sometimes three meals cooked by breakfast and oh, things wow. like that but that's and like I might get things done at night or whatever and people say how do you do it we don't have a tv we don't have um you know we're not constantly out we're home a lot yes and um I do like to watch a movie now and then on my computer or read a book or whatever. It's not that I never do that, but there's so much time wasted with things that mm. where we could be, you know, if you, if you've got it planned ahead, it doesn't take as much time as you think it will. Yeah. Can you comment on time saving? Yeah. I think, um, when it comes to, I, I don't actually really want to be doing this. I would much rather, you know, mm. go to the crochet. beach with my kids or, you know, <laughs> crochet or something, but, the fact remains that the same amount of time, the same amount of time passes whether I'm doing this or not. Yes. And if I just get in and get it done, 
Get over and done with. Then I reap the benefits later. And you've got time in the evening to spend time with the kids then, don't you? Yeah. And especially for working mums, I think that's important. You've got to have that family time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, let me see if I can find any more that I need. I should have had them all written down, but there were so many. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, okay, we have answered quite a lot. So, um, Beck, is there a book coming? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 well, is there, Joe? I don't know. <laughs> She's thinking about it, aren't you, Beck? I am. I think it'd I'm be a fun. Her arm. <laughs> I think it'd be a fun project. Why not? And I do need to finesse things a little bit more, but you know, yeah. we're all on our journeys. Well, that's it. And you've got time. I mean, books take a long time to write. <laughs> that's right. Ours took a year. That's two people working hard the whole time. Um, okay. I, I think we've answered most of it. I'm sure there'll be more questions once it comes out, but, um, okay. I'm going to quickly find my list again. So have you got some first steps for people that they could do? Like it's overwhelming to think of cooking for three months. So what would be mm. a first step that someone could take? Uh, to sit down with that piece of paper Write out your weeks 1 to 12, in those weeks 1 to 7, and then have in your mind what sort of meals you would like. So for us, we have to have largely Mm dairy-free. So my daughter's quite dairy intolerant. We are heading towards being grain-free. Um, like we're on our journey. We're not mm. there yet. But mm. does um, anyone ever get there? It's just a no. constant journey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it's it's about going, okay, do these recipes fit in with my family's mm. needs? Yeah. And breaking it down into things that are easy, mm. that aren't going to take a lot of time, that freeze well, and putting it just putting it onto paper. Yeah. And once you have it on paper, you can transfer that information into your grocery list. Yeah. And then you just get started. Yeah. And I don't put a time limit on myself. I mm-hmm. usually carve out a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this week, it doesn't always have to be back-to-back days either. This year, this term, sorry, I did it on a Wednesday and I think it was either a Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I did it on a Wednesday. That's a good idea, yeah. Have yeah. a break. <laughs> yeah, to break it up a little yeah. bit because otherwise it just becomes Gigantic. overwhelming. Yeah. So to break it up, um, the first time I did it, I actually – would cook for an hour or two and then go sit down for half an hour and read a book or And some of the meals are like three or four times in that 12 weeks, so you just do a giant batch and divide Yes, right, okay. Yeah, so I will have – I usually have about a big bowl and I have three of the clip seal bags in there and I'll chop up all the chicken, pop them or whatever the meat may be, pop it into those three bags and then in another jug I'll put – I'll make three times three – of that mm-hmm. marinade or times four of that mm-hmm. marinade, break it up between the, th- the three or four bags and then go put yep. it in the box, come back, do the next one. Yeah. So for the soups, uh, this time I did cook a few of the soups in advance. Some of them I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I had some soup cooking on in the background. Once that had cooled down a bit, I'd put those in the three or four bags. There's another three or four done. Mm. And then um, I would have, again, I, I find a big bowl or a container is necessary to hold the yeah. the bags while you're breaking all the food up. So, yeah, that, that saves heaps of time. So it's not like you're making 12 weeks of all different meals. No. When you're doing that um, 
like you take – so just say the butter chicken, for instance, my butter chicken. Yes. We quite often double or triple that in a big pot on the stovetop. So any yeah. prep that can be done in the thermics will chop in there or whatever and then tip it into the pot and then cook. And same with things like bolognese. Like we chop all the veggies in the thermics, dump it in a pot, chop more veggies, dump it in a pot until we have this gigantic pot full of veggies and bolognese sauce and it's just simmering away for an hour or so. And then that makes heaps of meals because you've still got to add the noodles to it or whatever. Yeah. So and stretch yeah. it out. That's right. Um, not, I do find that um, cooking, uh, chopping up what I need just for that meal at that time helps, so that mm. I can put those in the free, put those in the freezer, and know that that's done. I'm not yes. cutting up fifty all onions. the tomatoes for all the meals or no, anything. No, just it's too overwhelming. Stick it's to gotta, one recipe at a time. I usually have about three or four going, going at, at once, once yeah. but I make sure I can finish them before I go into the next thing. So there is a lot of coming yeah. back to chopping up onions and coming back to chopping up the carrots. Or, yeah. But it does break it up because sometimes you get to, you go, I, I just can't do anymore. I need yeah. a break. Yeah. And then I can put it all you away. You have to be at a stopping point. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have 12 things going at once, otherwise you can't stop. No, and then you're not left with bagged you know bowls of chopped onions for two days till you get back to it it's and it's something that hangs over kitchen your head. full of dishes at midnight <laughs> you don't <laughs> <Thanks>. want that <laughs> okay and i would even say for really really first steps for people that are really at the beginning um start writing down a list of your family's favorite meals yes. and stick that on the side of the fridge so that you know what ones to keep coming back to and those find ones that freeze well Mm. Um, that your family love and and every time you find a new one that the family loves that freezes well write it on your list and then when you go to divide up your menu and figure it out you've got them already you've already got ideas you're not searching for ideas that's right i think that's good advice and what i used to do when i first started well when i sort of helped people first start meal planning was say even if you just plan five meals for the week um that's five meals where you don't have that Thing hanging over you of ah, what am I going to cook? And the other two mm. can be like you said, you may be going out, or they may be leftovers, or they may be a recipe that you just want to try that day and you mm. feel like doing. And then you just swap it around, swap the meals around to whatever suits on those days. Like it doesn't have to be Monday is this and Tuesday is this. It's just there's five meals. Let's use them when we feel like it, <laughs> and it gives you that flexibility yeah. as well. But if you're doing that one meal for that one week, oh, sorry, if you're doing the five meals for that one week. Do it times three. Yeah, that's right. And, and then you've suddenly got three weeks of meals. And then you've got nearly a month. That's right. And that's all I'm doing yeah. and just mixing it up so that it's not the same five meals or the same seven meals every week. And then you can also – so if you've got a base meal, which is, say, some kind of marinated chicken, every time you have that marinated chicken, you serve different vegetables yes. or sometimes with rice or sometimes with baked potatoes or sometimes with a salad. or. And that's what keeps it interesting. That, yeah, that way it's not – because some people have said that too, um, how do you keep it from being boring? But it would just be how you serve it and the sides. And, for instance, with the chicken, sometimes on skewers with other veggies or sometimes... To make it interesting. Yeah. Well, that's like if you do your big pot of bolognese, mm-hmm. that then goes into some bolognese with some zoodles or whatever. Yep. Then you break it into your lasagnas yep. um, with, with your grain-free mm-hmm. pastries and pastas in there. Um, and then cook it down a little bit more, reduce it right, right down, put some herbs and spices in there. There's your taco mince. Yeah. Uh, just make um, all those changes. I've even used bolognese mince with a mashed potato topping like a shepherd's pie. Oh, yes. And it's delicious. Or even on a baked baked sweet potato. On a baked potato. Someone. So when you've got that yeah. little bit left, you, you can always put that in Add a freezer. Add some, some cooked red lentils and stretch it out a bit further. <laughs> 
spongy. make it I've made it into what we call hamburger soup where it's like um mince and like a, basically a bolognese but you add broth to it and then you serve it with cheese on top and some sour cream oh nice and it, we call it hamburger soup <laughs> and you put some shredded cabbage through it as well oh really yeah so there's so many like if you have those base recipes there's so many things that you can change i, I have a um, really good jamie oliver cookbook um, that I got years ago that I love because it's so practical and it will have like a tomato sauce recipe, like as in a pasta sauce, yes. um, the base sauce. Of, um, I'm trying to think what the sauce is called anyway. And then it'll have five different ways to use it. And then it'll have another base recipe and five different ways to use it. So if you can use those kind of things in your meal planning you know, you're, you're already ahead of the ball game. You've got so many different ways to use the one recipe. Do you want to borrow my book? Can I borrow your book? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, where is it? Here we go. Jamie's dinners. There you go. Okay. Oh, Ta-da. nice. Have cool. you got it? Thank you. No, no, I don't. I'm sitting here by my cookbook shelf. Ooh, I'll have to, I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, as I said, it's in the early days. Yeah. I've only done this a handful of times for mm. this length of period, yeah. this length of time. And any hints or tips or tricks would be great. Oh. Appreciated. And then we can we'll all keep learning, won't we? Yeah. I think it's such a good idea. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. Thanks, Jo. And when you get your book ready, let oh. me know. <laughs> Actually I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, come on, Beck, let's get this done. <laughs> Why not? Hassle, hassle. <laughs> no, I think it's great because so many people are very, very busy but want to eat healthy and they get to the end of the day and they're so over over everything and exhausted all they want to do is curl up in the corner with something easy and not be bothered and tell the kids please go to bed and leave me alone (laughs) we've all been there yes you do and you don't want to think you can't you you know you can't make decisions well I I know that at the end of the day I can't think I can't make decisions I can't plan I just want to sit down and and if you're starving hungry you make really bad decisions that's right you go to the grocery store and go I'll just buy all the chocolate (laughs) (laughs) we have that for dinner right Oh, so thank you so much, Beck. And I hope you guys all got lots out of it. If you have questions, um, shall they come and see you at Instagram? Do you want them to or not? Well, I have <laughs> just reactivated my Facebook. Uh-oh, she won't be able to do next time's <laughs> cook-up. No, just kidding. I can't. I haven't posted anything on there. Um, I'm still learning how to use the Facebook. It's been a while. Changed yeah, a lot in three it's changed years. it. Yeah, I accidentally added all these people on Messenger instead of Facebook, and I'm like, oh, well, that's a bit odd. So, <laughs> that's funny. So uh, you can always shoot me some questions through on my Facebook page, which is Rebecca Freeman, R-E-B-E-K-A-H. Freeman and my Instagram is um, Rebecca underscore Freeman. I'll put underscore. the links in the show notes. Sure. And, and if you've got questions for Beck, yeah. you can go and ask her. And I'll start posting more pictures. Yeah, because we want to see like pictures. That, see how we. That'll be good. And and um, show us what you're eating at night. We want to see that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not every night because we don't want to overwhelm you, but just when you yes. feel like it. But it's not. It's not pretty either it's yeah, home cooking well, see, this is and the thing. it's just we just want real like yeah. you know we have enough on instagram and facebook of pretty and unachievable people just want real this is home cooking yeah that's what it is it's fine it's healthy and it's doable sure <laughs> thanks joe thank you beck and i hope you all enjoyed that and i'll put some links for you guys in the show notes and we'll see you next week bye bye 
This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.